0: Hey friends, this is Mercedes and this is the Lucky Few podcast, the friendship episode.
1: Yeah.
2: Woo! <laughs>
3: Love friends, this
1: is hey. Heather. <laughs> this is Micah, and we do love friends, <laughs> and we are
0: friends, and that's helpful. That's the best part. <laughs> um, okay, let's fill each other in with what's going on in each other's lives. Heather, what's going on with you?
3: Yes, a million things. However, I think the thing that is super important to share with everybody friends, Mason just completed her first week. Fully included Mm. in her third grade classroom. Amazing. Can you even handle it? We've been working super hard. Yeah. It's a very long story. And there's a lot of details. And I'm writing a book about it, basically. (laughs) So you'll have to wait until it comes out (laughs) next year. (laughs) But, um, I mean, we've been asking for her to be in this space, knowing she can do it. And we needed certain supports in place, though, for her to be successful. Because of where she's at academically compared to what? third graders are doing and um finally everyone in the team on the IEP team agreed and it started and it's been such an incredible week so I cannot be more excited Mason like loves doing homework she's super pumped to go to school all these behaviors that we had been seeing during transition time the transitions have been cut down we're seeing less behaviors um she feels like a full member of her classroom as she should so that's my newest thing it's been amazing
1: that amazing. Is amazing. That's
3: amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, Michael, I'm you got? so
1: glad. I'm so glad. It, well, I'm. I just have to say, I'm yeah. really glad you're writing a book about it because <laughs> I really want to know everything so that I yes. can be prepared for this stuff. So, um, thank you for writing a book, Heather. You got it. And, <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, you know, we're Ace just turned three two weeks ago. No, one week ago. And um, so it has been a wild couple of weeks. Everybody who's ever, um, you know, in this world had had a child turn three and all of the services end and you have your last uh, sessions with every therapist you love. And <laughs> I counted, I had to, you know, I was like, well, I should write cards and, you know, give little candles or whatever. And um, there were nine therapists who've been part of our lives. And it wow. all ended in yeah. a week. Just wild, wild. So, um, so we are in that that space of our IEP actually got postponed a little bit. So Ace is in the in between space right now, and um, it's been really nice not mm. having not having therapy every day and right, just yes. hanging out with him. Yesterday was, I think, the first morning in months and months where we just haven't had anything to do. Uh, The two of us, and just got to play, and that was really cool. So,
3: that's great. Happy birthday, Ace! Happy birthday, little dude! We love you. It is amazing how all-consuming those therapies are when your kids are that little, and then the school takes over, and you're like, "Oh, okay." And then there's that pressure of, "Well, I think we should also be doing this in addition to," and we can talk about another talk about that another episode. Therapies (laughs)
0: Therapies and <laughs> all the additions. Yes. <laughs> um, well, we should. Mercedes, um, how are things going with you? Yeah, the past two weeks have been fun. Sunflower had her first real um, play date where it wasn't like me getting together with my friend and like forcing our kids to love each other. <laughs> it was a classmate who's been seeking Sunflower out. And they've chosen Sunflower and her classmate. have chosen to be friends together. And he wanted to play date with Sunflower. I didn't know the mom. And we organized it. I felt real adult. I was like, <laughs> this, this is parenting. <laughs> Where I'm organizing with the mom. We're going to meet here. Play date. And it was beautiful. We spent like two hours at the park. We could have gone longer had I brought lunch. Um, it was just, it was beautiful. It's what I've desired for Sunflower. It's why... At this time of her being in TK, I think she's totally capable of being fully included in a typical TK classroom, and uh, her classmates love her. Her classmates understand that Sunflower isn't really fully talking quite yet, but she's going to get there, and they seek her out, and they all want to help her. Mm -hmm. They all want to be like, oh, I'm with Sunflower, and this little boy who's Sunflower's friend. um, So I guess they have like... uh, what a line leader every week. Yeah. And Sunflower wants to be the line leader every week. Of course.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and so
0: whenever he's the line leader, he lets Sunny be the line leader with Stop him. Stop it. Yes. Like I'm on like his him. own. His mom was like, I've never seen him like this. Um, like he's, he's not even sweetheart. this nice to his sister. <laughs> and it's all it's like out of his own heart Mm -hmm. which i love it seems so genuine and so i feel like sunflower has her first friend i love that yeah that sees that in her sees how fun and special she is and um just how really how fun she is and she's really pretty She's a pretty girl,
3: y'all. You should
4: go on
3: Hooray for Sunny on Instagram right now. All the little
0: boys in her class want to have a play date with her, and oh I like, get so giddy about it.
3: <laughs> like you guys are, she's so pretty. Such a babe. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. I think it's such an important conversation to have why inclusion needs to start from the very beginning in schools because mm. I think as kids get older – The more, and people get older. When someone, when you're around someone who's different in any way, it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And for Mason, um, I'll I'll never forget when she started second grade, is when we first started her knowing she'd be spending more time in a general ed classroom, like starting her day in this general ed classroom. And I remember my prayer, I was just pleading with God, please let her have one friend, and for all of our kids, right, just one friend like one person who sees her worth and her value and pursues her and it's just that one person makes all the um, difference and yeah. so I was so prayerful about that and then as the year quickly in the year there's this sweet girl and I always joke like Macy was the tiniest kid in the class and this girl was the <laughs> tallest kid in the class so just the total opposites <laughs> and they befriended each other and it was real genuine and um and we were invited to her birthday party, and she's from a big Hispanic family, and so there was just everybody there. And I think they had six pinatas, which was exciting, and a bounce <laughs> house, and I mean it was it was awesome. And our whole family was invited, but we didn't we had never met the parents before, so just Macy and I went. And um, I'm like looking around, trying to think why, what is it about this little girl compared to everyone else in the classroom? that made it so that she pursued Mason. And I thought it was really interesting because as we were hanging out, there were two women who were there who were sisters, and they but they weren't family members, but they had been part of the family their whole lives. So I'm trying to figure out their story. Um, as I got to speak with them, I recognized that they both had intellectual disabilities and they had job job mm. programs and assisted living. And I talked to one of the aunts and she said, oh yeah, they were our neighbors growing up and they just became like family. And I thought, and then um, the little girl whose birthday it was, Mason's friend, has a cousin with autism. And as we're in this birthday party, I thought this was genuine and easy for Mason's friend to be Mm. friends with Mason because she has spent her whole life around people who are different. And that's always been a part of her story. And again, just the importance of making sure that we are exposing ourselves and our kids to all kinds of different people so that we can have a more inclusive world. And Mason, that's still her best friend, and we have playdates all the time. Um, and then Mason's other sweetest friend is our my niece, um, mm-hmm. Callie. Mm. And from the very beginning, there's just been this special connection between Mason and Callie, and whenever we visit, and granted it's her cousin, right. but it's not just her cousin. Like Callie sees Mason as beautiful mm. and worthy um, and valuable, and she has been such a gift to Mason's little life but friendship is really hard guys as my kids have gotten yeah. as Mason's gotten older um it's really hard right yeah friendship
1: heather i think i think that's so like such a good insight that if you as a child are not around people with differences it is harder and harder as you get older and i i was thinking about that i was thinking about um, my childhood and what, like, you know, what shapes us in terms of how we respond to people with differences. Were, did you guys have any friends with intellectual or behavioral differences when you were kids?
0: Not when I was a kid, only when I was 18, um, doing that uh, youth group for teens and adults with um, different
3: abilities, but not mm-hmm. up into that point. I didn't, but I was always drawn to the population of people with different abilities. And starting in high school, I started volunteering in classrooms. Mm-hmm. But it was always under that umbrella of a volunteer or a helper. Right. or exactly. You know, like yeah. people are like, wow, yeah. you're so kind. Right, um, and, right. But then also once you step into those places, you realize that, well, no, I'm not doing this out of kindness. I'm doing right. this because I get to, to see Hang life in them. a different way. And I'm right. like, we are the ones who are really lucky to get to be able to have friends who have different abilities? Um, what about you, Micah?
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, shared a little bit on episode zero that I grew up with a neighbor across the street, my age, another little girl who had Down syndrome, and there were, um, there's another girl down the street, Malin, and I'm actually gonna talk to Malin later in the episode, um, so you guys get to hear all of our childhood memories. Yeah, um, I can't wait. Which will be. Super sweet, um, but yeah, I've I think that growing up with Carrie, who was across the street, and really the house in between, like Carrie was was essentially two houses down from me, and Melin was two houses down from Carrie. So it, she was Carrie was the place we met in the middle, and I i thought a lot about who I was as a little girl, and um, what it means to when someone has a real relationship with a person with a disability or a person with differences like um, I, Malin and Carrie together were always best friends and it was a different kind of relationship than what I had with Carrie. I played with her and we had fun and um, I, the three of us would all be together a lot um, but I began I was always a good girl always like um, striving to win the class sweetest person award, you know, oh, like, you were <laughs> I love that. <laughs> whatever whatever you could get a sticker for, I was trying to get the sticker. Um <laughs> and so I knew from the beginning, like that being Carrie's friend got me loved by grown-ups. Mm. Um it made the grown ups pat me on the back and say, Aren't you just such a sweetie And um I think that it was different for Malin. And you know I think about that now as Ace's mom um, that difference between real relationship and um, you know certainly our motives are always complicated when we with any in any kind of situation and mm. relationship and I love I loved yeah. Carrie and Carrie Carrie passed away um, around five years ago um, but I I was not the kind of friend that Melin was to her and um, and I think I I really. Loved getting attention for being Carrie's friend, especially mm-hmm. when we were little girls. I love that you can so, say that, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Just being real, y'all. Um, because I I think about that for for Ace. I really I've since he was born. I've prayed for him to have a Malin in his mm-hmm. life, have Aww. someone who who loves him for him, and it's not for show, and it's not for pity, and it's not for um, anything but but love and. Um, I'm, and that's part of why I'm excited to talk to Malin about, about that relationship today because, um, it's, she inspires me and she, you know, after college, Malin invited Carrie to move in with her and they lived together for Mm. several years and just, uh, just really cool stuff. So I think this conversation is so important as, especially for us as parents. As we're navigating this stuff. Because it is complicated.
0: It is. Um, Can I jump in real quick? I love what you girls were saying. And it was interesting. um, Because I I live in Orange County. And um, diversity is scarce. (laughs) in Orange (laughs) County. So sometimes when Sunny and I show up places. People are not only staring at Sunny. But they're also staring at me. Mm -hmm. And... um, Mm -hmm. I remember when Andy and I got married, we we're talking about our kids and talking about like when we go on missions trips and stuff like that. Like I want us to do a good job of having our friend or having our kids have um, friends of all kinds of differences. So mm-hmm. when we say differences, I'm talking about even skin yeah. color, um, ethnicity, even religion, like um, differently abled, all that because i grew up going on missions trips where you went and you helped a certain people that looked a certain way right and not necessarily come alongside and kind of like what you're saying micah of like oh you know i'm gonna go and um go to the inner city to help those people yeah you know rather than um seeing them as people first not poor Mm -hmm. people right you know, or right. same with like, you know, I want people to see sunflower sunflower first, not oh the cute little girl with Down syndrome. Right. Just like it I wanna be me. seen, yeah. As a a woman first of like intelligence and I don't know, and not just a beautiful black woman.
3: Yes girl got, <laughs> even though
0: I am. But <laughs> <And> you <laughs> don't know are. what I'm doing,
1: But intelligent first <laughs> <laughs> intelligent, <that's> beautiful, <laughs> black woman. That's right. That's
3: right. But, I, but I think it's that savior mentality. I think people <laughs> yes. who sit in spaces of privilege, whether it's ability yes. or socioeconomic yes. or race, sit there and think, oh, I have so much to offer this poor people group right. who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's often how relationships are developed with ki- with our people our people, with people who have Down syndrome, mm-hmm. that there is this mm-hmm. idea of, well, and there's even organizations, you know, mm-hmm. that, that mean well, but it's, well, these people are getting volunteer hours to right. be friends with these, with people who have intellectual disabilities. That's interesting. And mm-hmm. not that that's wrong, but I think that it's a good conversation to have, you know, it's worth talking about. Definitely. Um, you guys, can I start, ta- can I introduce our friends? Are we ready for that? Yes, yes please okay. do. Please. So, Okay. I have to say, not that long ago, I was in snowy, freezing New York. It's so cold there in springtime. It's very cold there. And it's spring. And I feel like that's confusing, but that's not the point here. And I met this incredible (laughs) woman named Heather, and I just have found that Heathers are awesome, right? I think um, when people see me, I want them to be like, Heathers are awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Always, always, right? And Heather told me right away about this friend she has named Bill. And um, I don't even think that she talked about that he has Down syndrome until later. And then she's like, we're going to meet Bill tonight. And I met Bill and was instantly jealous of Heather's friendship with Bill. <laughs> and tried to like <laughs> swoop in on that friendship. Uh, and I only spent a few days with Heather. And I only saw Bill a couple of times. But, and there were other adults who have Down syndrome who were there. And Heather referred to them as her friends, because they are her friends, genuine friends. Um, And let me rewind a little bit. Heather works for an organization called Gigi's Playhouse, and she can tell us a little bit more about that. But that is, I'm thinking that's how she and Bill met initially. And again, she's going to clarify all of this (laughs) when we bring her on. But I just started thinking about how I don't have a friend with Down syndrome. And I'm 36, Mm -hmm. and I don't know anyone who's my age who has Down syndrome And I want Mason, when she is 36, Mm -hmm. to have a Heather Mm -hmm. Rodriguez, He's going to be on the show. Like, I want Mason to have (laughs) a friend. And I know, because of the role that I play as Mason's mom and where we are in this world, that I'm missing out because I don't Mm -hmm. have this friend. So if you live in the Southern California area, and you are between 36 and 45, (laughs) and you have Down syndrome, (laughs) please send me an email. What do you like to do, Heather? (laughs) try for coffee <laughs> we go to the beach i'm trying to get it's like internet here. friend dating <laughs> yes
1: uh-huh.
3: um so i am so excited to bring heather and bill on they're joining us via skype all the way in freezing cold syracuse new york so heather and Woo-hoo! bill thank you so much for being here how are you guys doing today awesome
5: and cold yes you got that right
3: cold and awesome cold and awesome okay so do fill in those pieces i was missing tell me how you met and how your friendship began and either of you can start
5: bill and i actually met first outside of Gigi's playhouse we met at church we attend the same church and when i first saw that there was an adult with down syndrome in my church i was very excited (laughs) i didn't know anything but that I wanted to know this person and I didn't know how to make that happen. And, you know, never fear. Bill knew how to make it happen. He just <laughs> went up and said, hi, how are you? I'm Bill. What's your name? And we just, every Sunday saw each other chit chatted a little bit and uh, friendship started there. And then when Gigi's playhouse opened, we, you know, that friendship even grew more as we spent more time together and now we spend time together in out and all around.
0: I love
3: that. That's awesome. Bill, do you remember the first time you met Heather?
2: Well, the very first time I saw Heather in a a Baptist church for a little bit. And then after that I've known her a long time and I started here at the Gigi's Playhouse the real reason of this is because I love to work with anybody who has has disabilities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what age and adults, little kids, I love little kids so much. Oh, yeah. That's
3: really cool. And Bill, what are your favorite things about Heather? Why do you like being her friend?
2: Actually, she is one of the, uh, one of the best. She cracks me up all the time,
1: <laughs>
2: and, and she, she is in my heart, and I, I really bless her a lot. Hmm. I love sweetest. that.
1: Can you tell me, um, Heather, a little bit about how, did, so was your relationship with Bill, did that lead you to get involved with Gigi's Playhouse, or was that a trajectory you were already on?
5: That was that was a that was definitely a trajectory I was already on. Um, after Kelly Hampton gave birth to Nella, everybody read the birth story, and for me, that kind of opened up a area of my mind, my heart that had shut down when I was younger. Because growing up, I you know, if you saw somebody who was different and you asked questions as a kid, well-meaning questions, um, you were you know, it was. Typical in that time to just hear, shh, shh don't stare, mm-hmm. just be thankful for what you have and kind of avoid the questions. Um, I remember as a kid, not liking that answer. and But you kind of put stuff on the back shelf. And then there just wasn't a lot of exposure when I was in school um, to individuals with disabilities. So it just never opened. But when Nella was born, that was cracked wide open. Mm -hmm. And um, I just began soaking in as much information as possible so that when I was out in my own community and I saw an individual with Down syndrome, I was immediately drawn to them, um, but didn't know how to make it happen, Mm -hmm. but didn't know how to make it happen. Um, But thankfully for Bill and others, they do know how to make it happen and they taught me.
2: Oh yeah, there's one more thing. Um, yeah. Okay, we in in, in in our church in North Syracuse, and um, me and Heather, we know this couple and other, they have like three kids, mm-hmm. one of them has a disability, and her name is Vasari.
5: Vasari, yes. Mm-hmm. You met, um, Heather, when you were here, you met Vasari's parents. Mm-hmm. They sat at our table.
3: Oh, awesome. Yes, I'm, I haven't, didn't meet her. I didn't meet her though. So they're at your church.
5: Yes.
1: yes. Bill, that's so cool that you are are looking out and paying attention to that sort of thing, and seeing ways that you can be like a mentor. It sounds like to me. Um, can I ask you a question, Bill?
2: Good.
1: Heather told me that you call and check on her if you two haven't talked in a few days. <laughs> are you? Do you? Do you have other friends that you check on every few days? Or is no, it just see, Heather?
2: It's not just Heather. It is everybody. Really? Including with, with the... Uh, I, actually, I, we are a youth leaders. So I mean, I've been doing this over like five years.
3: You've been a youth leader for five years, you said? Yes. Amazing. So do you call and check in on all of the youth participants? Yep. And...
2: and or dogs and kids, and i I love to work with the youth kids a lot. Oh, I love that That's
0: Bill's awesome. basically the
5: mayor of Syracuse <laughs> I believe it.
0: thank you. We're honored to have you on our show. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for taking the time, mayor <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. Here, <Bill.
0: laughs> um so when you and heather so bill, when you and Heather get together, what are your favorite things to do? Well, actually
2: I don't. Mean, volunteering a lot, right mm-hmm. in my church, you know, all the different things, just like, you, I'm a youth leader, I'm an archer, mm-hmm. and I got all the, all the, like, concerts, oh, and concerts. I get- and I get in for free. What? <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Duh. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> Robin, I think mean, you might know him or not. His name is Robin Mark.
1: I don't. Know he's Robin. a rapper. No, I don't.
2: He's a Christian singer. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And he's cool. Really good. And he, yeah. he is coming back. Woohoo! On August second.
3: And you'll
1: get a free That's ticket. Awesome. And you are you totally. Are you making this happen, Bill? You? Mm -hmm. All right. I like it. Bill, I think you...
3: I love the ice. I love that. I think you should walk around the world expecting free things your whole life. (laughs) Just let it happen.
2: I I sure try to. I encourage that. (laughs) You're awesome. Also, actually, I love this name a lot. Like Augie.
3: You like the name Augie?
1: Oh my gosh, that's I, so I great! I
2: love that name because of that name. I call, I watched the film last night here. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right, we did.
2: The fantastic one yeah. called "The Wonder." Yes. Oh,
3: Aww. Wonder!
0: So yes. good.
3: Bill, what did Such you think? Yes. what did you think about Wonder?
2: Actually, it was touching. It was awesome, and this boy has. Disability in that film, hmm. And there's some like, like, name callings mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. and that's not right with the disabilities, You're right?
0: Right,
3: yes, that was a really good movie and an important movie for people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, I have another question Do you spend time with Heather's family with her kids?
2: Oh. Did you forget? Sometimes.
5: <laughs> Do you come home with us after church sometimes?
2: Sometimes, yes. Go out to eat. Oh, right. yeah. and actually, we, we went to the, the state fair together. We
5: did. Oh, the state
1: fair. Y'all, the Syracuse State Fair is something pretty special, I have to say. Yes, it's no joke. It is Maybe you guys real can invite me the, back
3: during the state fair season. Yeah, can you
1: invite all of us? <laughs> Bill? Let's all let's have a reunion. And let's all go. I Heather's to the trying there. to
3: swoop in. The other Heather <laughs> 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 trying to come in.
2: <laughs> all three of you can come. Oh, thank you, Belle.
1: Thank you. The mayor. Has, thank you, mayor has spoken. Why not? Don't they have cheese sculptures? Oh. Butter There's, sculpture. there's butter sculptures. Butter sculptures. Yes. And the fresh milk that they're just giving away. Just cups of milk. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Taking me back, you guys. I lived in Syracuse.
2: Have
3: some milk. There. I'm such a California <laughs> and girl. And I
5: had milk at the state fair. You don't, yeah. Like you guys are laughing, but you don't get it. Like this milk is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this laughing. <laughs> Milky you going off the grocery store, right? It, I like usually try so to good. stay
3: away from. I know. Milk. I'm like, I don't so... think we do dairy in <laughs> <I> California.
5: <know. laughs> no, no, no. And you
1: guys, you you like the Syracuse State Fair. You don't joke around. If you are a Syracusian. Is that what you guys call yourselves? Mayor? Do you, are you <laughs> <Yeah>. Syracusian? <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody loves the state fair. There's no, um, you don't talk bad about it.
2: Okay. Right?
1: Okay. I believe okay.
2: you. I believe I you. Every year.
1: That's awesome.
3: That's great. That's great. Okay, I'm going to bring us back it's to good. friendship, even though I feel like okay. I'm excited okay. about the state fair. I'm just before we wrap it up. Cause like I say, with all <laughs> of our conversations, we could talk all day long. But I just would love to know, Bill, what are some things you look for in a friend?
2: Well, I love to to talk to talk to to some friends, and I love it so much. And spend time with them for a couple of hours, and I love it. That's awesome,
5: mm-hmm.
3: Heather. What do you look for in a friend?
5: Probably pretty close to the same thing. Somebody that you can talk to, share experiences with, um, somebody that's not gonna judge you for your quirks or your, you know, expect perfection. Um, Bill meets all of those. Oh. He puts he puts up with me.
2: Amen. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: I like. That. Oh, um,
3: I was already so already jealous of your friendship and I'm even more so now. So, <laughs> I don't know. The cold will keep me away, but Bill might bring me to Syracuse. Yeah,
2: like.
3: Um, tell us a little bit more about Gigi's Playhouse and what you guys do there. What you like most about it? Give us a little bit about that.
5: All right. So, well, Gigi's Playhouse is a national organization, um, and we offer no-cost purposeful programming for individuals with Down syndrome, their community, their siblings, and all of this is offered free of charge. Um, there's actually a brand new startup starting in Orange County. So, right. yeah, I will. Um, and um, yeah, so that's, that's the big picture of what we do. But, Bill, why don't you share what you like at Gigi's Playhouse?
2: Well, oh, actually, um, speaking of that name, uh, well, I met the real Gigi herself. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome. And it was my my first time to see her here, and she amazed me. Mm. I I said, amazed, because I loved to work with her in her own Gigi's Playhouse. I love it so much. And I met her, her mom, also. Those two are unbelievable.
3: Cool. That's awesome. That's so cool. Gigi's is lucky to have you there, Bill, for sure. Oh, yes. Yes.
2: Uh, I'm not going
0: I'm to quit. Oh, I good. Know. Good. I know. They go. need you.
1: So, and you said you, <clears throat> excuse me, that you all watched a movie last night. Is that something, do you have things going on all week long at Gigi's Playhouse that are um, just events for the community?
5: Yes. Yeah, so, the programs range from infancy all the way through adulthood and career skills. So last night's program was a, um, was fantastic friends and that happens once a month and it's really kind of a social program. And so the adults themselves pick out what they want to do, whether it be a movie night or karaoke or cooking or going out to, you know, if the weather ever changes going to see the Syracuse chiefs play. Um, So yeah, they map that out and, we kind of get to go along on the ride with them.
1: That's great.
3: Oh, that is so good. Is it? And it's still snowing right now?
5: Um, it is not snowing so far today. Okay. <laughs> it's so far because, you know, it's very cute.
3: Um, Bill, do you like <laughs> do you like the snow, Bill? How do you feel about the snow?
2: Actually, I was born in, in winter.
5: Oh,
3: okay. So are you like
2: a snow so it,
3: so guy?
5: It. Yes. Nice. It's like deep in your bones. Yep. We wouldn't have it any other way, right? We're World both winter flight. babies.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I love doing, like, sledding, snowball fights, and then you have a hot chocolate after. Yeah. I like the hot chocolate part.
3: Yeah. I like all <laughs> of that for one day. And then if the next day it can be 85 degrees, that's kind of how I'd like to do life. So <laughs>
5: yes. Honestly, one day of we're winter. expecting next week, it'll be 90 degrees. We will add, we're just skipping spring.
1: Perfect.
3: Uh, Perfect. Sounds good. Yes. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on. I told Mike and Mercedes right after I met both of you, they will be on the podcast. And I asked Bill and he was so excited. So thank you for your time. The mayor of Syracuse, everybody. and thank you for sharing your friendship with us
5: thank you thank
3: you and you guys um go ahead and you can check out Gigi's playhouse syracuse we'll have some information about that on our show notes online and we're gonna take yes we're gonna take a little break and then we'll be back with more friendship everybody
0: Welcome back. We're gonna keep our friendship episode conversation going with uh my friend Lindsay with Just Like Me Foundation and is also Sunflower's friend slash aide slash classroom guide mm-hmm. <laughs> when she's at school. Um Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Hi, (laughs) Thank you, guys. I just want
6: to say, first of all, thank you for having me here today. This is a really cool opportunity, and I get to share my story amongst three inspirational women. So
0: thank you for letting
3: me be here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) So, Lindsay, you um, have the floor, the stage, and please tell us about you and what you're up to with just like me. Foundation. Okay.
6: So a little bit about me. I am 23 years old. I am a senior at Cal state San Marcos and I am the president and founder of the just like me foundation. And, um, for anybody who doesn't know what the just like me foundation is, we are a nonprofit based out of Dana point, California. And our goal is to enrich the lives of teens and young adults with special needs through year round activities and events. We organize movie nights, bowling beach bonfire parties, um, Dances, paddleboarding, fishing, just a whole list of things. And we actually launched in February of 2017, so we're still in our infancy. Wow. But, um, you know, we've been really
0: successful so far. <laughs> I love
6: that. You yeah. started out
0: with how many attendees?
6: At our first yeah. event, we had, I think, 15. And 15. now we have 90 kids in our program. Yeah, I, I love that. No, I'm not kidding. 90. <laughs> 90. Teens so nine and, and, and adults
3: with different abilities. Yeah, between
6: like, the ages of 13 and 24.
3: Okay. Yes. Is that the cutoff age or it's just happened? For now,
6: because mm-hmm. in the future, I want to find someone that will take on the adult program. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for somebody that'll be able to help me out with that. But right now we're focusing on 13 to 24 year olds and it has been oh. quite a ride. <laughs> like that. that is amazing. Yeah. So
0: amazing. Um, A really neat thing about the Just Like Me Foundation is that it kind of was birthed from your idea, but a dream, but Mm -hmm. really a seed that was planted in high school when you were a part of the Best Buddies program, right?
6: Yeah, so there's a long story behind this, and it would would probably take about an hour to say it, so I'm going to tell the condensed version. Um, So my main reason for starting the Just Like Me Foundation was because I realized that there was a significant social void in the lives of individuals with special needs, especially in my community. And when I was 16 years old, I was given the opportunity to serve as a teacher's assistant for the special education class at my school and prior to that experience I had never known anybody with special needs before you know so it was like a brand new experience for me but I went into it with an open mind and it ended up changing my life forever I still to this day think of it as the most pivotal point in my entire life because you know it's just the kids the way that they show their love and the way that they express their friendships it it was contagious and Mm -hmm. i wanted to be a part of that and um, when i was a ta in the class i got to know uh, a lot of the kids and created friendships and bonds with the kids And I later found out that there wasn't a lot of social opportunities for them available. And I went home and I did some research because I was like, there's got to be something out there for these kids because they're so deserving of the same opportunities as their peers who don't have disabilities. Mm -hmm. So I went home and I did research because I was like, you know, there's got to be a nonprofit somewhere. Maybe the parents just don't know about it. And I went home and I did research and I found that there were no programs available. So it was in that moment that I was like, okay, I have a passion for serving these kids. Now it was just amplified, Mm -hmm. knowing that there wasn't these opportunities in the community. So at 16 years old, I had this dream to start a nonprofit, but obviously I didn't have the uh, resources at the time. So little by little, I worked my way um, towards getting that nonprofit tax-exempt status. And then at 22 years Uh, old, we officially launched. I was in my junior year of college. And I got to say, it was... I was a little nervous because it was like I had no experience with the nonprofit world but I knew that I had this passion so I kind of just let my passion drive you know whatever was going to happen and now we are thriving I love that Yeah I am
3: Just very blown away right now by you.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm I'm thinking I don't think I even knew what nonprofit status was (laughs) when I was twenty two. I think
3: I just learned that last
6: year. Well, I've been learning (laughs) little by little and it has been quite a journey.
1: That's
3: incredible. I we all need to keep our eye on this girl, everybody. We do because things are gonna happen. You're a mover and a shaker. (laughs) It's amazing. I've a question is you were in high school and then as things have developed. How have you seen people your age so when you were 16 and now in your 20s Mm -hmm. who do not have a different kind of ability Mm -hmm. respond to what you're doing Mm.
6: I think they're very receptive Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people my age and even in high school middle school they want to get involved and volunteer Mm -hmm. and the majority of our volunteers they are actually middle schoolers high schoolers and college students in the area Mm -hmm. and I think the community has been responding very well and I think there's this stigma you know when we talk about disability, um, because there's a lack of conversation being had Mm -hmm. about it. So when there's awareness and there are programs launching and blossoming in different communities, I think we can create a more inclusive environment and community for our, uh, you know, community members with special needs. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
6: So definitely think that the community has been really receptive.
3: I'm I have helpful. another question. Yeah. I have a lot of, okay. A lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> now that you amazing. started, now your brain is <laughs> going. And go. Like, yeah. Um That you're saying that junior high and high schoolers are volunteering. Mm-hmm. What? Where do you stand with this idea of, when we talked about a little bit on the podcast and earlier, earlier on the podcast, that we don't want people necessarily to volunteer to be friends with mm-hmm. our kids with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. We want them to have a genuine friendship. So mm-hmm. how do you navigate that with what you're doing? Because you obviously need manpower as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm, hearing in your voice and what you've done, that it is more about genuine friendship than it is about helping.
6: I honestly don't like the word volunteer. Because <laughs> in our program, our volunteers aren't just volunteers. They are actually friends with the kids. They, uh-huh. Outside of our activities and events, we have our quote-unquote volunteers taking our kids out uh-huh. on their own, creating cool. friendships, taking them out to the movies by themselves, taking them bowling and whatnot.
0: Okay. And I've even heard when we talk about it, you'll say instead of like kids, participants.
6: I don't even like that word either. I'm just I I need to find a different word.
0: But that's (laughs) just in general in this whole realm as we're like continuing the conversation Mm -hmm. of just like even what to say, like different abilities, disability Mm -hmm. like it is still like so fresh and new. I definitely
6: need to change the language when it comes to that because our volunteers, I I really don't like that word, but they really are friends with our kids in the program. Like this weekend or next weekend, I'm gonna be going to one of our participants' birthdays. Mm -hmm. And that's outside of our activities and events i just i'm going because i'm friends with him
0: right yeah Mm -hmm. right
3: that's really neat
0: yeah and so i'm gonna brag for a second or i'm not gonna brag (laughs) but i'm gonna brag about a blessing that um so i met lindsey so when we figured out where sunflower was gonna go for school and that was a journey in itself um we needed to also then figure out an aid for her and um that was like put on andy and i and i was like oh my goodness where am i gonna find an Mm -hmm. aid for her and, um, Lindsay with just like me foundation was having an event where Santa was going to be there and you could come and sign up and you would have time with Santa. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to stand in the long line. You didn't have just to be rushed five minutes through Santa. So I was like, Oh, that's perfect for our family. Yeah. So I came up to her and I'm like, this is my first time meeting her. And I'm like, hi, I was wondering if any of your volunteers are looking for a part-time job, mm-hmm. For my daughter uh, to be an aide at her school. And she's like, Oh, I am. Yeah. And I was, I was like, like me, me, me. <laughs> As, You know, and I was like, Oh my goodness, the person who started this foundation. I was like a little bit awestruck. I'm like, Okay, you're hired. Okay, how much? Okay, but you're hired still. <laughs> like, let's get this started. And she has been a perfect partner for Sunflower. And it's so neat to find or to have an aide that wasn't just hired because they needed a job, but actually has her own personal desire um, to be and to seek out people with different abilities. And um, and I see that, and it reflects, and she's just been awesome. Lindsay, you've been awesome for Sunflower. Oh, thank you. And yeah.
6: It's a really fun experience working with her. And how she's, do you see, so
0: tell me about well, Sunflower in the Okay, classroom. so she,
6: first of all, is a force to be reckoned with. Sunflower. She is, you know, she's so bright. She is so motivated and, you know, she's determined and, you know, she keeps up in the class. And at first, when Mercedes told me that she was going to be integrated in this class with kids that don't have disabilities, I honestly was a little bit worried. I had a bunch of thoughts that went through my mind, like, um, you know, were the kids going to be nice to her? Were they going to accept her? Was the teacher going to be kind? Was she going to be inclusive and make the classroom an inclusive place for Uh, Sunflower to learn and actually what ended up happening was like the first week of me being an aide for Sunflower you know my worries went away because the teacher was super awesome and she allowed Sunflower to grow and learn at her own pace which I really loved and the classmates the little kids they they really welcomed Sunflower with open arms and I thought that was really amazing so amazing! So I definitely think Mercedes and Andy chose the perfect school for her. It's the oh. perfect learning environment for her, and it's the perfect uh, social environment for her as well. Um, it has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely my my favorite job that I've ever had. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> and, and Lindsay works with Sunflower Well and. And Sunny is really, really great in the classroom setting, mm. uh, but one part that we've had to work on is sunflower during PE. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just PE
6: takes place in a wide open space, mm-hmm. and you know there's just a lot going on. It's outside, so I could see where she'd just be kind of like, I don't want to do this. I want to go on That's the slide she or Try to, to run away and <laughs> climb yeah. the
0: chain link fence. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't blame her. I don't blame her. <laughs> but uh, even I'm navigating like that, yeah. <laughs> So it's all learning, but I love to have Lindsay's eyes and her capability of telling me what Sunflower's doing because Sunflower's still working on speech and for her to be able to explain to me what ways we can help Sunflower Mm. within the classroom. It's just the relationship that you bring is so important and I want that always for Sunflower as she gets older. Like the insight that Heather might have on Bill to bring to his family. Mm -hmm. Like it's just relationship is so important. You know, just like with my typical kiddos, I guess if you want to call them typical, they are pretty outstanding too. Um, <laughs> special. I want them to have friends that look out for them. And then maybe you would tell me things. I don't know. It's just friendship yeah. is yeah. so important. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm so happy for your friendship with sunflower Lindsay.
6: Oh, I'm excited too. It's, it's a lot of fun. She's like the little sister I never had.
0: <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> and you're like her big sister. Aww. She's
6: always wanted. Yeah. Well,
1: here I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> this is me. Hey, Lindsay. Yes. Would you would you tell us a little bit um about how if if it's changed or helped you at all as you've spent all this time with sunflower mm-hmm. this year. How has that affected how you're interacting with the the young adults that you are working with in the Just Like Me or, um, Foundation? I honestly or Are you seeing them differently or
6: i honestly don't think it's affecting the way that i view my teens and young adults but it's definitely inspired me to start a younger chapter which i'm actually going to be launching jlm jr pretty soon for children with special needs in the area yeah we just got our logo and everything so it's official yeah so she's inspired me really because you know there needs to be more opportunities for every age in this community Mm -hmm. um You know, so I'm gonna do it.
0: JLM Junior. JLM
6: Junior slash Sunflower. Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to be
1: over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lindsay, will you also like? Do you mind sharing about just one of your friends um, that you have made uh, through your work in the in the foundation? Like
6: one of my participants. Yes. Okay, well, yes. mm, I've got a lot of them. But Caleb, my friend Caleb, he was the first boy who, he, ha- he actually has Down syndrome. And he approached me during school one day when I was in high school. And he was the one that really changed my life. Oh. He approached me. He introduced himself. And, you know, we just kind of talked back and forth. And then at the end of our conversation, he gave me a big hug. And he, he was like, you know we're friends now and I was like yes we're friends now and it kind of just broke down the barriers and actually to this day he is in the just like me foundation
0: mm. so
6: all this time after he's still in our program and he still comes to our events so he's oh and I also took him to the winter formal he's my date to winter formal homecoming and I think of one prom so oh my gosh. we're That's besties <laughs> I am too! Yeah, that's we're my we're dream. besties. <laughs> so really, he inspired the whole program. You know, just that yeah. small gesture of that hug in high school that really just changed everything for me. So,
1: I I think that's so interesting. This is what we were hearing from Heather and Bill too, where Heather was like thinking, "Oh, I want to get to know this guy, but I where do I even start, or how do I even enter into a relationship?" And Bill just came up to her and was like, Hey, you know, and I think I, I love that. I love that. That's your story with Caleb and for Heather and Bill, like if we are open and are placing ourselves in situations where there are people with differences around us, Mm -hmm. um, we're, it's not that hard of work. Mm -hmm. It's just like being available and Mm -hmm. being willing to be a friend. Exactly.
3: I think we have so much to learn about friendship from people with down syndrome. Yes. How to really be a friend, mm-hmm. you know, and just like both of yeah. you, what Lindsay was saying, Heather, that mm-hmm. I don't even know how to create friendships as well as people with Down syndrome do.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree.
3: That's why I'm <laughs> on the lookout. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Heather, Lindsay, Heather is already put out there. If there's a person with Down syndrome in the between the ages of what? 30? 36 and 45-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: He wants to be my friend.
2: She's oh. looking for a friend. So I'll
3: help you look. Yeah. <laughs> She's ready. I'll, I'll help you. Ready. Yes. <laughs> I'll get the applications ready. Thank you. Add that to your. Yes, I feel like I'm also going to um, look into hiring you personally oh. once we're done here. Yeah,
6: so, once so I graduate. Okay. I graduate in the fall. So okay,
3: perfect. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> and then move to San Francisco after that. Yes. And um, I'll hire you. Next. Okay. <laughs> so it will just pass. Okay. We need great. all the awesome. Lindsay's in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, hey, Lindsay, uh, thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing a little bit. We're going to put in the show notes um, more information about the Just Like Me Foundation. But keep us updated, especially just... What did you say it's going to be called? Just Like Me Jr.? Yeah,
6: JLM Jr.
1: Yeah. Just Like oh, Me Jr., but so JLM Jr. for short. Okay. okay.
3: So exciting. So, and congratulations well, on all thanks. of it. It's really exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't
6: set a launch date, but... It'll be coming soon. I
3: believe that. I have no doubt. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and sharing your heart. We appreciate it. Yeah,
0: of course. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay, so much. Thank you.
1: Welcome back to the Lucky Few podcast. Um, Okay. So we've had two amazing conversations. I feel like this episode is jam packed with beautiful people. Um, Mercedes, thanks for sharing Lindsay with us.
0: Oh, she's the best. Thank you for letting me have her on.
1: What an amazing girl. Mm -hmm. I'm so impressed. Yeah. What were you guys doing when you were 23?
3: You guys, not not to brag, but I was- president of a foundation. I was teaching. I was a full-time teacher in a high school classroom.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. You, you guys,
1: you're, you're- So amazing. So cool. I I can't believe you let me be friends with you. I was actually being
0: kind of like Lindsay, but I was just a volunteer at a youth group for teens and adults with different abilities. And dating Andy. Dating Andy. Trying to get a husband.
3: (laughs) Trying to get me a man. (laughs) What were you doing, Micah, at twenty three? I
1: I was writing grants. Go. Grant writing. Yeah, exactly. Boom! There's there's a clock tower at my alma mater because I wrote the grant for it, you guys. That's important. I am impressed. I'm very actually... Clock towers are very important.
3: I'm very impressed by your grant writing. We were all doing amazing things, y'all. We
1: we were. If you're 23, you better be
3: doing cool things like us. No, you don't do it. Or do it. I don't know. Be you. You do you. Sounds good. I am now going to transition us, y'all, to the favorite time of the podcast. Everyone listening hates when we sing. Um, (laughs) That is the time. It is time for some good news.
1: Good, good news.
3: Okay, who wants to start us off? But they're good news, my good news, I'm starting us. I asked the question and here I go. I, my good news is just repetitive. It's Mason being included, fully included in her classroom. She came home this week with this homework packet that all of the kids in her class have been doing. Lord have mercy why it took us until April to get it, but that's another subject. But then she sat down with this homework that (laughs) had been modified for her with the biggest smile on her face and she did her whole homework the good love attitude it. and she amazing. could do it it was amazing that's yeah. my good news inclusion for the win the good news. news you got something girl
0: I do um, this week the kids and I Rhodes Sunflower Shepard and I went on a walk and for 30 minutes Sunflower rode her tricycle and Rhodes rode his scooter and we went around our neighborhood which nice. is something that I've been wanting to do Be I love that able to be on wheels and go for a walk and that was really huge and that really it blessed my heart to see Sunny on the tricycle the whole time. Stoked about it and roads going so fast on a scooter and we just walked and it was really special to me.
3: I love that Sunny May. How about you, Micah you got some good news babe? That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I Ace got from his grandparents a little mini tramp that you can hold onto the bar. And so he is like getting, he's he can jump just one jump at a time but he is getting there where he's actually jumping and he wants to jump so much so it's really cool yeah it's really cool
3: (laughs) I love that and so you guys have been awesome we have a phone number that you can call into to give us good news and you've been doing that some people Mm -hmm. and so now you get to be on the podcast so we're gonna listen to some other people's good news
4: hello um, my name is Haley I'm 14 years old And my family supports two people with disabilities, and one of the adults have Down syndrome. Living with them my whole life is an amazing experience. They're like brothers to me. We used to support two people with Down syndrome, but one of them passed away when I was only six years old. It was a horrible experience for me, but it really taught me the effects that they put on your life. After his passing, his mother wrote a book about his Down syndrome and how much it changed over the years. I would like to thank you, Heather, for showing me more, for bringing me into the Down syndrome world and showing me more of the abilities and not the disabilities. I just want to thank you so much. It just was an amazing, amazing experience being introduced to your Instagram, and I just really thank you so much. Hi, ladies. Uh, my name's is Tiana, and we are 18 weeks along with our baby boy, And just got the official confirmed diagnosis um, of Down Syndrome last week. So like six, five days ago. And I just want to say thank you so much. I love listening to you guys as I know um, next to nothing about Down Syndrome. Just feeling like I have a mama tribe and women who have walked this before me to shed light and love and inclusion and understanding um so thank you guys so much for doing this i found your podcast because i listened to jamie ivy's podcast and i re-listened when i remembered heather avis's um interview from like a year ago um and then found her on facebook on our instagram and saw like of the lucky few podcasts mentioned and so um, I've just really been enjoying it, so I want to say thank you so much for doing this. It's um, a breath of fresh air as I'm trying to find my local people. I feel like I'm not alone, so thank you.
3: So friends, we're wrapping this up, and speaking of friends, you guys are my friends, and I like you so much! Thank you! I'm so thankful to have you as friends. I mean it. I'm not joking. Mercedes just covered her face like, oh, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> heather stop it! <laughs> but I mean that. Yay! And sweet friends here. Aww. I'm still gonna find my friend with Down syndrome. That's right. Um. So, That's right. as we close this out, do not forget to subscribe to the Lucky Few podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review, friends. We would love to hear it. And yes. oh, sorry, you can leave a review on Apple Podcast. Follow us on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. And as always, a big, huge thank you. To our producer/slash editor/slash the king of the podcast, Mercedes' husband. Oh, Andy. Andy.
2: We are so thankful for him.
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's what we got for you today. So go find your friend, give him a big hug, and go make a new friend. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye.
1: Bye.
5: Thanks for listening to The Lucky Few Podcast. Review our show on iTunes and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all social media at the Pod. Subscribe on our website for ongoing updates at TheLuckyFewPodcast.com. Tell us about your good news by leaving us a voicemail or text at 424-442-9147. Our show is edited and produced by Andy Lara at AndyLikesWords.com. See you next time.